Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Tuesday, meaning this week in Shohei Otani news. Also, some fair or foul questions. A top five list. Top five most surprising teams of the season. This one is going to be fun. It is showtime. Start the show already. You know, Alex, sometimes you just have to tell people when they're going to have fun. You know, it's like this is you're going to have fun here. Yeah. And uh, this segment and this show, you are telling everybody to have fun We're gonna have with fun. Shohei Otani throughout the entire season. It is. It's kind of uh, it's kind of bittersweet. You yeah. know, this is the last normal Tuesday episode of the regular season and the last one in which. Shohei will be playing because the Angels won't be making the playoffs. So kind of bittersweet that mm-hmm. uh, this is the last normal Tuesday episode. I think that's the most heartbreaking piece of information of the season is that we're not going to see the most <laughs> valuable player in the game of baseball play in October. Yep. Agreement from me. I know. But for one last time, it is time for my favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani news. He got himself a new one-year deal. We'll talk all about that. He took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. He won the team MVP. I'm going to learn a new Japanese word of the day. And for one final time, I'm going to explain just why Shohei Otani is the MVP. But let's start. With that deal, avoiding arbitration, one year, $30 million for Shohei Otani, going from $5.5 million this year, which is criminal, but, you know, I get it. But he finally got to the point where he can get paid. He's getting $30 million, which is the largest salary ever in history of baseball for an arbitration-eligible player. Now, That can get a little tricky in the understanding of what that means. But basically, Shohei Otani was not a free agent. He is a free agent after next season, meaning this was going to be his arbitration-eligible year. So basically what, what happened here with this deal is they just got it out of the way early. Instead of going to an arbitration hearing in January or whenever it is, they got the deal out of the way early, $30 million coming for Shohei. So arbitration in baseball is basically just a process through which numbers for the upcoming season are determined for players that are not yet eligible for free agency but could not come to terms on a contract by a set deadline. So this is avoiding all the chaos that will be coming. The important thing here is Shohei Otani, who is the most valuable player in baseball, will finally be getting paid as such. Now, he'll be getting paid even more than that in a year or two from now. But for next year, he's not going to be making $5.5 million. He will be making 
$30 million. Bob Nightingale tweeted this. Otani's record contract is 11% above the previous record of $27 million by Mookie Betts. The $24.5 million raise also obliterates the arbitration increase of $9.6 million by Mets' Jacob deGrom. It's also the largest year increase of any player in history. If anybody deserves it, it's Shohei Otani. And he proved that again over the past week when he started on Thursday night his final home start of the season for the Angels. I believe he's going to get one final start. But his final home start of the year, and it could not have gone better. I mean, the only way it could have gone any better is if he had completed the no-hitter, but he got pretty dang close. Almost eight innings of no-hit ball. Ended up with eight innings, two hits, 10 strikeouts, not a single earned run, and his ERA is now down to 2.35 on the year. A 2.35 ERA after his last start. Shohei has 34 home runs, 94 RBIs, 11 stolen bases this season, and he's almost throwing no hitters out on the mound. It is truly remarkable. It's his sixth game this season with 10 or more strikeouts and at least one RBI. Sixth game, 10 or more strikeouts, at least one RBI. That ties 1965 Sandy Koufax for the most such games in a season since RBIs became official. Known slugger Sandy Koufax in there. Who knew? Uh, Also his fourth game this season with 10 or more strikeouts and multiple hits at the plate. Ties Dwight Gooden in 1985 for the most such games since at least 1901. More and more and more history. It is very important to soak in this history as we hear it because there's a, there is history going on around the league. We know that, and it's easy to get caught up in that, in that history, as we should. What Aaron Judge is doing, it is history. There are also people in front of him, so he's chasing more history. He's tied Roger Maris. Hopefully passing, he's going to pass Roger Maris, you know, but there are other people in front of him. It is important to note that people haven't done what Shohei Otani is doing. In the history of baseball, these records are his alone. To go out there and do what he did on the mound on Thursday night last week was truly remarkable. He won the Angels Team MVP Award, which we could have seen that coming. He also was awarded the Nick Adenhart Award which is for the team's best pitcher. Team MVP and best pitcher of the team. I I can't say I'm surprised, but it's just every time he goes out there and accepts an an award, he's accepting like 10 at a time. If you recall, I was there at Angel Stadium earlier in the year when Shohei got his MVP award. There were 12 awards sitting there on that table when he went out there and got them all. So he added even more to that mantle this week when he was named Team MVP and was the recipient of the Nick Adenhart Award, which is Pitcher of the Year. Both of those are voted on by his teammates, which is a cool little thing there as well. So more history, more unbelievable. I I was watching that game on Thursday night, and it just started, you know, he wraps up the entire world around his finger, the baseball world. You're either asleep 
or you're watching Shohei Otani. That's all there is to it. And they were playing the Oakland A's, and guess what? Everybody tuned in to watch that game because of what was going on. It was incredible. This is what Phil Nevin had to say on Shohei Otani. He's the best baseball player I think anybody has ever seen, to be honest. I really believe that all around. I don't think there's any argument you can make that he's not the best baseball player that's played the game. Pretty powerful words, and uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It is special what we are seeing. It is special what we've seen for two years now. Last year, we saw the greatest baseball season of all time, and he was unanimously named the AL MVP. This year, he has gone out and won up that and proven again and made again the best season in the history of baseball. So before I get to my final closing MVP statement, if you will. I want to bring on my friend and translator extraordinaire, not only for me when I was in Japan, but also for Flipping Bats, all those subtitles you see. It's from Masa. So Masa joins me now live from Dodge, from Angel Stadium. <laughs> Angel Stadium. He's sitting in the cafeteria now. Masa, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So let's. Uh, what is today's word that you have for me? Today's word is... Sayushu Senshu. It's kind of long. Sayushu Senshu. Sayushu Senshu. Yeah, Sayushu Senshu. Okay, what does that mean? MVP, most viral prayer. You're dang right it does. (laughs) That's right. MVP. Sayushu Senshu, most valuable player. I like that one, Masa. You know how to end on a high note, my friend. The word of the day today, Sayusu Senshu, which means most valuable player. Masa, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it, as always, you joining me. And um, of course. And and that leads to my final point here of why Shohei Otani is the most valuable player. I don't know if he's going to win the award. In fact, I I do believe that Aaron Judge is probably going to be awarded the most valuable player this year. But he's not the most valuable player. He is having a historically great offensive year. There's no doubt about that. What Aaron Judge is doing is historic. We should all be celebrating it as much as we are. We should be. It is very special. But what Shohei Otani is doing is the most impressive thing that we have ever seen. He is the most talented baseball player of all time. We have never seen a talent like this in the history of the game. And like I said, last year, he put together the greatest season of all time. He won up that this year. Pitching-wise, he took it to a whole nother level. Offensively, a lot of the numbers are better. Is the home run total there of 46? No, not quite, but he's still in the top five in baseball in home runs. It's remarkable what he is doing. We have never and may never see another player like Shohei Otani ever again. We might, and it is possible, and it's because Shohei Otani has made it possible. But is it likely? No, it's not likely. But he has laid out the blueprint for somebody to do now what he is doing. Um, I, I, I don't care um, if, there's, if there's people 
out online that think I talk about this too much. To be fair, I, I don't care. We're going to look back in 50 years and remember being able to watch Shohei Otani play while he was playing. And it is important for me to talk about it as much as I can while it is happening because I'm in the business of growing the game of baseball. I love this game, and what Shohei Otani is doing for this game can't be understated. It can't be. It is remarkable what he's doing for the game. It's remarkable what he is doing while playing the game. He's bringing new eyes to the game that have never seen it. He's making people care that haven't cared in forever. What he is doing for the game of baseball is special, and I will forever be appreciative of that. Um, Babe Ruth said it himself. Babe Ruth is really the only other comparison that we have to Shohei Otani. He said it himself. He said it's not sustainable to be a rotation pitcher and a hitter every single day. It's not sustainable. It just isn't possible. So who knows how long we're going to see this from Shohei? Who knows? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? Is it 15 years? I sure hope so, but we don't know. So we need to appreciate it while it's happening because what he's doing right now, many would have considered impossible. It was impossible. It is no longer impossible because of what he is doing. This year has been remarkable. At one point this year, the Angels won 10 games in the span of six weeks. Think about that. 10 games in the span of six weeks. Shohei started six of those games on the mound. Six of those 10 were started by him. He went 6-0 and with a 0.45 ERA. Is the team very good? They weren't very good this year. But how can you get more valuable than the only time the team is winning is when you're on the mound? Sounds pretty valuable to me. In his last six starts, Shohei's 5-0 and with an ERA under one and batting 327. So he's finishing on a very strong stretch. It is remarkable. He is one of one. He's the first player in history with 10 wins on the mound and 30 or more home runs. He's on pace to be the only player ever to qualify for both pitching and batting crowns. He also leads the American League with an 11.91K percentage, two or fewer runs in 21 of his 27 starts. This could go on and on and on. He also leads the majors in home to first time. You want to talk about speed? We can talk about speed. You want to talk about defense? He should probably win a gold glove on the mound for, for being the best fielding pitcher. Defensively, he's good. He's fast. He throws hard. He strikes people out. He hits hard. He does everything. He does everything, and he is the best player in the game of baseball, and he is the best ambassador for the game of baseball as well. I couldn't think of a more valuable player to the game of baseball. ERA, 2.35, fourth best in baseball. Strikeouts, third best. K per nine, first best. Home runs, fourth in baseball. RBIs, sixth in baseball. Oh, guess what? RBIs, other teammates have to be on base. The Angels aren't very good. The fact that he's almost at 100 RBIs this year is remarkable. And 297 total bases, the third best in baseball. The argument is simple. I don't know who's going to win the award, but the most valuable player in the game of baseball and the most valuable player of all time to baseball is Shohei Otani. And that is all that I have to say for this last regular season segment of this week in Shohei Otani News. That was passionate, 
that was heated. I retweet everything <laughs> that you just said. I was over here like, yeah, I want your hype girl off to the side. Like, yes. We don't talk enough about Shohei Otani. You can't. I realized as you I can't. was coming down the home stretch there that I was yeah. getting pretty fired up. I love it. Yeah. You're matching the shirt. You have to. Getting ready you, know? to get, you have to. He yeah. deserves it. Like I said at the top, like the, the saddest part of this time of year is that we're not going to see Otani late into October. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We're going to move on. Okay. That was a great loss. This week in a Shohei Otani it's news. It's very emotional. You know? I feel it. Do you right. guys feel it at home? We feel it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going right into fair or foul. We're okay. going to switch gears here. All right. Tony LaRussa will be remembered as a Hall of Fame manager. Fair or foul? Oh. Uh, you know, this is this is tough, but I'm going to say foul because hear me out here. Whoa. I see the look. Okay. I see the look. He's in the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. right? He made a comeback. Mm -hmm. It didn't go well. And he's not going to like have this whole Hall of Fame ceremony again. That happened. So that is seemingly in the past. And, and he is one of – he's an all-time great manager. He is. There is no doubt about that. And when, when – I think Tony Larusa. I will remember these couple of years, but I will remember, I will remember a lot of the time before. But I don't. I think in the general consensus going forward, when you mention Tony Larusa's name, people aren't going to think, "Man, how good was he in the with the A's and the Cardinals, and he managed some of the all-time best." I think five years down the road, you mention Tony Larusa, they're going to think. Man, I knew he wasn't the right fit for the White Sox. I don't know why he did it. He shouldn't have come back. Um, and, and that's tough. I wish it wasn't the case because he is an all-time great manager, one of the best to ever do it. But I just think I, I think it's foul because people – this is the last taste. It's, it's what have you done for me lately, and the last thing that he'll have done in his career is take a team that was supposed to win and not win with them. I disagree with you so hard well, on this. Why? Yeah, I think it's great. fair. I mean, Michael Jordan, what do you remember about him? His the time Wizards. with the Bulls? No, you don't. I, no to one be, remembers to that. Be fair, no one talks about that. No one remembers that. To be fair, I did, when I was growing up, unfortunately, I wasn't like coherent when MJ was doing like those big MJ. The first things that I really remember were him like trying to make a comeback mm -mm. with with the Wizards. Now, of course, See, MJ's a different story though. I'm just saying, when an when an all-time great human being goes back or, or tries to do it a couple more years, no one remembers those last final years. Everyone remembers the glory years. You're going to forget like, "Oh yeah, he tried to make a little comeback." Nah, nah, it didn't work out. And that's why I don't think it's going to be remembered. He's won three World Series. He is in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be remembered for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get your point. I just I, I feel like it's different because it's of, fresh right he, now. He wasn't he wasn't very well liked when this when this decision was made. People yeah. didn't think it was the right call. So I wouldn't compare like Tony Larusa going to the White Sox as I would like Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals or Willie Mays going to the Mets. Like it just feels a little different. It's the lasting taste that you'll have. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope people look back and, and don't remember this. I hope they remember the good old days. I just, I don't know. I, yep. Just different memories here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. An NL East team makes it to the World Series. Mm. Ooh. I like my odds saying fair here. 
Now, you're not going to agree with this. <laughs> we'll I, is my that. face giving it away? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. It go. was. Uh, you're not going to love this, but I, I think it's, I'm going to say fair because I, I like my odds there. Both teams are, you're giving me two of the three best teams in the National League. Now, would I say that one of those is the best? No, as of right now, the Dodgers are the best team. But you're giving me two shots to take them down and perhaps back-to-back series. Let's say whoever ends up in the wild card, let's say they win that wild card series against the Padres. They're going to go on to, to play the Dodgers. And then let's say the team that wins the division wins their DS. They're going to go on to if, – if the Dodgers win, then they're going to play each other. So there's a potential that the Dodgers will play the Braves and the Mets in their two rounds to get to the World Series. So you're giving me two shots to beat the Dodgers. I'm going to take it. I'm going to say fair. I like the way that both of those teams match up with the Dodgers. The Braves, I think, got over that mental hump last year of being able to – to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. And the Mets, you throw DeGrom and Scherzer two times in a series, I, I like the chance. I, I think it's more important for the Mets to to win the division. I like this better than, but I'm going to say fair. Yeah, no, I'm going to say foul. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to the World Series. But if there is a, a second-place team, I will take an NLE. There's no second-place second team. team. We don't but do, we don't do participation Dodgers. trophies okay. here okay, on no. Flippin' Bats. We do... We do real <laughs> trophies for winners. Okay. Are you ready for the third fair yeah. foul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I just went down a little participation trophy I, route there. We, I don't, we don't do those here. Yeah, we don't no. do those. Okay. Aaron Judge will re-sign with the Yankees. I'm going to say fair. I, I don't see a world in which, especially now, with what Aaron Judge has done this year, there isn't a world in which Aaron Judge doesn't end up a New York Yankee for life and if he doesn't the Yankees have failed miserably you had this guy that should be the captain of the New York Yankees go out and turn down a contract and bet on himself he went out he won the AL East he's going to win potentially the most valuable player award. He's going to break all of these home run records. He's going to he put the team on his back especially when they were struggling and said, "Let's go. I'm the guy. Let's go." Big old number 99 in pinstripes, patrolling the outfield, hitting home runs. The New York Yankees need to make him a Yankee for the rest of his career. And if they don't, it's a massive failure. So, I'm going to believe in them and I'm going to say that's fair. I'm with you. It's fair. I I agree. It, it, if they don't make this happen and give Aaron Judge whatever he wants, they're going to upset the fans. Yeah. The team's not going to be the same. You're going to rip out the heart and soul of the team. Plus, on top of it, there's not many other organizations and franchises, I think, that can pay Aaron Judge what he deserves to be paid. And the ones that do, Yankees are not going to be happy if he ends up in those places. Yeah, and he so. should. they should put a C on his chest, too. Oh, 100%. First He's one not- since Jeter. They should do it big one all right let's move west trey turner <laughs> re-signs with the dodgers i'm gonna go foul here Ooh. okay i i have i i just i'm not a fortune teller here maybe i just think he's i think he's a philly i think he's going to the Phillies. but I, I think he's coming back east he's made it you know he's made it clear he's he's liked his time in la how could you not all they do is win but 
he's an East Coast guy, and I think he wants to be on the East Coast, so I'm not going to lock down my decision on the Phillies. I mean, it, you're giving me more of a broader option here. I'm just going to say it's foul. I don't think he re-signs there. Uh, I think he signs somewhere back on the East Coast. See, I think it's fair. I think the Dodgers are going to give him a decent offer. I don't think it's going to be as long as he might want it. So if a team comes in and offers him maybe 10 years, I think that's how he goes. But he likes it. He's made it known he likes it here in L.A. Obviously, they win, as you mentioned. And I think this postseason might be an extra little added bonus pending how far they go. Yeah. Yeah. Pending how far they go. Pending so if they, they win go. a World Series, oh, he resigns. If way. Not. <laughs> a lot there of pressure here. Just okay. a little bit of pressure. I'm, I'm going foul there. Okay. Last but not least. Okay. Best season of Justin Verlander's career. <laughs> I'm going to go fair. Yeah. I'm going to go fair. Um, now, is it is it the most dominant? There's an argument for yes, but, you know, the, the strikeout numbers might not be. You know, when he won the MVP award in 2011, um, some, some numbers were maybe a little bit better. But by and large, across the board, this has been Justin's best season. And... I'm not saying fair because of the numbers behind it. I'm saying fair because I hope, and I'm very superstitious, I'm hopeful that my brother wins his third Cy Young Award. Um, And we're talking about this stuff when he's 39 years old, coming off of two years not pitching in the big leagues, coming off of Tommy John surgery, coming off a time which he his career was in question. It's what's the... What's the, am I going to play again? Like I have to go through this surgery, uh, older in age. Nobody's ever come back from Tommy John as well as he has at such an old age, such an old age. I mean, he's 39, but you, you get what I'm saying. So to do that in this year, um, it is, it's special. It's special for him. He's said multiple times that he's been able to, to appreciate this season more, appreciate this season and be in the moment more a little more this year than other great seasons he's had. And it's it's because of how hard he's worked to get back. It's because of uh, his daughter, my niece. It's having her in his life. It, it, it involves more appreciation for things in life. Um, so everything added up on top of the numbers. It's just, I, I'm so freaking proud of him. So I'm. it's absolutely fair. This is the best season of his Hopeful Hall of Fame career. That's awesome. Yeah. Agree. Totally fair. Yeah, that yeah. would have been tough no. if you went no, foul. No. <laughs> Wrong. No, no, I would not do that. <laughs> All right. So we're in agreement there. Yeah. And uh, was that our last one? That's our last one. That's a good one to end on. It was a good one. All right. For many people around the game, this season from Justin could be considered a surprise. Now, not to me. I I was hopeful and and believe in him. Um, So it wasn't a surprise to me, but there has been a lot of surprises around the league this year, a lot of surprise teams. So today we're going to do our top five surprise teams of the year. So I'm going to head on over here. Both Alex and I have both come up with our list of top five surprise teams this season. Now I will go first and I'm going to start with number five on my list, the Seattle Mariners. Now I almost didn't, have the Mariners on here. And this is important to preface because um, my list was done in a particular way in which I believed in the Mariners this year. 
and I called it before the season started, that their longest playoff professional drought in American sports was going to end. It did. That was correct. This team was good. But it was the way they went about it this year. For a while, they didn't look good. It wasn't going well. They really picked it up and ended up exceeding expectations in the latter half of the year. Once they got Luis Castillo, they never looked back. They got into the playoffs. It was such a special moment. So they are here on this list. But that's a good reasoning of some of the teams you may or may not see on this list. Let's move on to number four, the number four team on my list, the Boston Red Sox. This is another one. Before the year started, I said, I don't believe the Boston Red Sox will make the playoffs. I was right there, but they really exceeded expectations. I mean, last place in the AL East, who saw that coming? It was awful. They finished the year below 500. They finished in last place in the AL East uh, with really talented players on the team. Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers on the left side of the infield. There's a lot of talent on the team. So I do believe they exceeded expectations last year, but for it to be as bad as it was this year, uh, I thought they would be competitive, and they just weren't. So the Red Sox are on this list at number four for me. Let's move on to my number three surprise team, the New York Yankees. I believed the Yankees would be good, but I didn't believe they would be this good. For a while, they were on pace to break the all-time record set in 2001 by the Mariners. Now, was that ever likely? No. I didn't believe they were that good. But they came back down to earth. They had the worst 50-game stretch in over 30 years. But it is hard to come back from that. They did it. They pulled themselves up. They went on a good stretch. Now they're playing great baseball heading into the playoffs. They've won the AL East easily, dominated the AL East all year long. Aaron Judge has been doing what he's doing. Uh, It has been a remarkable season for the New York Yankees. And um, though I knew they would be good, I didn't realize and didn't think they would be this good. So they come in at number three on my list. Let's move on to number two, the Baltimore Orioles. What an exciting year for the Orioles. This wasn't supposed to be the year. They were a year or two years away. But what they did, finishing not in last place in the AL East, in fact, being in playoff contention In October, the Baltimore Orioles' season was not officially over in October. Think about that for a second. Everything happened so perfectly for them this year. It couldn't have gone better for the Orioles. You bring up the prize prospect in all of baseball, Adley Rutschman, and the team just turns it on, and they were so much fun to watch. So they missed out on the playoffs, but the fact that they even got to where they did, the calendar turned to October 1st, and the Baltimore Orioles were not eliminated from the playoffs just yet. They made it exciting for the entire fan base. They made it exciting for fans of baseball, and the Baltimore Orioles were a lot of fun to watch all year long. And who saw that coming this year? Maybe next year, maybe the year after, but nobody saw it coming this year. And The Orioles were a lot of fun. They're here at number two. So who does that leave at number one on my list of top Five surprise teams. Number one on my list, the Chicago White Sox. Where to begin? So disappointing. Nobody was more heavily favored to win their division than the Chicago White Sox. In fact, when you look on paper, the White Sox 
were one of the better teams in all of baseball. They were eliminated with a week to play in the season. They just tanked. What an abysmal season. They could never seem to get to that 500 mark. Um, There was a lot of talk of their manager throughout the year and how they weren't playing hard. Towards the end of the year, the players themselves came out and just said, yeah, this is an embarrassing year. We played awful. This is what happens when you play so awful. I, like, you just, it's hard to fathom that this was a very talented baseball team that just had guys seemingly not trying. As, and I know, that's, I, I know that's a ridiculous thing to say in professional sports, but when you watch White Sox games, that's what it looked like. Something was missing from that team this year. I don't know what it was. I don't think players even know what it was. And if they do, they're not saying it directly. But something was missing. And what a disappointing year for a team that should have easily won the AL Central and been a force in the playoffs. But they will be watching the playoffs on their couch at home. So they round out, and they are my most disappointing team, but the most surprising team of the season for me. So Mariners at five, Red Sox at four, Yankees three, Orioles at two, and the Chicago White Sox, the number one surprise team for me this season. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Not bad. Thank you. Not bad. We have, we have some overlap. Do we? Okay. We do. But I also to took a different it. approach. Okay. I took a very positive approach here. Okay? Okay. So let's start at number five. Okay. I have... The Yankees. Now, can we just say that they had the most dramatic season we have ever seen? As you mentioned, they started on pace to have one of the greatest seasons of all time, then had one of the most epic failure stretches in franchise history, then somehow realized and were able to pick themselves up and turn things around, all while Aaron Judge was chasing history and then made history and then had the best September we've ever seen. And everyone on the team is getting hot at the same time and at the right time. So because they came out on top of their highs, their lows, and highs right back up, the Yankees are my number five most surprising team. Okay. Moving on to number four. We got the Orioles here. They were expected coming into the season to have another 100-loss season, okay? And they are finishing the season over 500. I don't think anybody expected this to happen. Not to mention they got some incredible boost of energy from their rookies. They were just exciting. They, obviously not making it to the postseason, but they were in contention up until the very last weekend. After having the season they had last year is absolutely crazy. So they're gonna be fun to watch. They have a bright future, but as you mentioned, We thought they might have had another one to two years of rebuilding, but feels like they're here. And that was fun and surprising to see. Let's move on to number three, the Guardians. Your AL Central champions, the youngest team in baseball, the youngest team 
in the playoffs and get this they are the first team in history to win a division title while seeing 16 rookies make their major league debuts they are young they are the under or we all see them as the underdogs they said they don't necessarily see themselves as the underdogs but there's there's positives of being young and not really knowing what to expect not necessarily knowing that kind of pressure you just kind of go out and do the best you can so exciting surprising they're gonna be fun to watch yeah that's a good answer moving to number two i have the seattle Mariners. now this is surprising because they got their first playoff berth in 21 years it is the longest playoff drought in sports history yes okay we thought this was the year that they should get there. There was potential, but the fact that you actually did it, you can have potential. Things can go wrong. Julio Rodriguez got hurt at the worst time of the season on the 10-day IL, right down the stretch for them to get it. So I had my doubts there. I, I had some big doubts that they were actually going to be able to pull it off right till the end. They did, so I got Seattle, because that was just such a magical moment for the franchise, the fans, the players chills watching it tears were going like that was incredible so that brings us to number one and that is the cardinals because they are also having the most magical it season they just have it right now they have two potential mvps on the team goldschmidt and arenado we have Pujols having the best farewell tour of all time and just had the most Epic final home game of the regular season, hitting home run 7-0-2. Like, everything about that is just magical. And then Yachty and Wainwright as well, making history. They have something special going towards the end of the season, throughout the season, but especially towards the end of the season. You can see it, you can feel it, and it's just fun to watch. And it's the old guys. The old guys are coming through, which doesn't always happen. A little surprising. This is a that good is my list. top five. I like this. Yeah. The the Guardians feels like an accidental omission from my list. They absolutely need to be on everybody's list of surprise teams this they year. They do. So that's a good one. Yeah, you went in a, a full positive direction. And me being a BPG myself, big positivity guy. I like but it. But there's just some surprise. Like the White Sox were my biggest surprise this year. You had high um, expectations. I had high expectations. And you got disappointed. And I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed. All right, well, I like both of our lists, and this top five most surprising teams does it for this episode of Flippin' Bats. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it. This one, it's kind of bittersweet. This week in Shohei Otani news, all year long, we did it every single Tuesday, and this is the last Tuesday of doing it. But this one was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, and follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Make sure you guys stay ready for the rest of this week because it is going to be exciting. Stay tuned soon for the first ever edition of the Flippy Awards. Ooh. Some main awards, most valuable <laughs> player, but there's going to be some exciting ones as well. Some fun awards. That is going to be a blast of an episode, so stay tuned for that. But for this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats, thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.